This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now, here are your hosts, Peggy Ann Saltz and Shahab Zaghari. Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove. And if you are looking for news, views, the inside track on trends, whatever you need to help you optimize and maximize your mobile presence, your mobile app, your mobile campaign, whatever it is, we have it covered. So if you're listening in often, you know I have a lot of data-focused shows. And the reason for that is that data-driven marketing is not a trend. It is table stakes. It is the way you do marketing in 2017 and beyond. And paying attention to your data is not just critical, it will tell you a lot about your business, about your audience. So if you're looking at your data about your audience, you'll figure out who to target, how to target them, how to segment them. If you want to know about how you need to optimize your app or mobile campaign, again, you look at the data, it will tell you. Where are people coming into the app? Where are they leaving it? How are they engaging it? Where do they abandon it? It tells you what they love, what they hate about it, tells you what to fix, tells you what's on the fritz. All of that you get from the data. And what comes down to conversions, again, data will tell you. Do you have a real user engaged or was it just ad fraud even committed by a bot, an algorithm, or you know any other undesirable out there? The point of all this is not me to get up on a soapbox here, but to tell you why you need to make data part of your daily routine. You have to devour data. And our guest today has a different view into the data based on his place in the ecosystem and his platform and his company. So I'm really excited to have a fresh take on data, mobile app data, and uh, even more excited to have a brand new guest, someone who hasn't been on the show yet. So welcome, Jonathan Kay, co-founder of Aptopia. Great to have you here. Peggy, thanks, thanks for having me. And I have to say your intro gave me goosebumps. I'm all riled up. Oh boy, yeah, we're going to deep dive into data, and I can be a bit of a data nerd, I have to tell you. But, you know, it is the new gold, right? It exactly. is the black gold of our of our times. This is it. Um, so, first of all, I'm reading about you. You co-founded Aptopia. We'll get to that in a moment, exactly what type of company that is. But you did that at the age of 25, um, and you're not too much older now, you know, and you're avidly observing, analyzing the mobile landscape, 
how data is allowing us to understand what's going on out there in the app economy. So, so what happened? What got you into mobile in the first place? Yeah, so my, my business partner and I, Ellie, I, we really started the company because we saw an unusual amount of saturation. So, you know, you're thinking 2011, the App Store has been around for a couple of years. At that point, you know, Apple hadn't even natively integrated the flashlight into your into your cell phone. And there was 10,000 flashlight apps that you could possibly download. And him and I were sitting there and we couldn't figure out why, like, why didn't Energizer battery just come in and buy up all of them, right? Why wasn't there an, an Energizer battery <laughs> flashlight on your phone? And the more and more we dove into the saturation problem, we realized that at its core, it was actually a data problem. Mm -hmm. um, you needed to be smarter to be better, right? Um, and, and so I think this is kind of where our curiosity, where our obsession started. It's, it's all about data for you. And, and I want to get to an interesting thing that happened to me, actually. So I get these calls sometimes because, yes, I'm an analyst. I'm a writer. I've been called a callist writer. So I'm definitely in the industry, loving every second of it. Get this call out of nowhere. Financial analyst in London. Um, read somewhere out there in the world of clickbait that the app boom is over read somewhere that nobody is downloading apps anymore. And what do I have to say about that? So you're watching, I know what I said, but you're watching the app economy. You're, this is your daily job. I'm just curious. What do you say about something like that? Is the app boom over, Jonathan? Yes. Yeah, so I guess the first thing is like, boom couldn't be a more vague word, right? <laughs> so um, like are as many new apps being created now as, as, as they were a little while ago? Maybe not. But for mm -hmm. me, that's not how you define a boom. Like a boom, uh, a boom ends when innovation ends. And one of the things that I've seen most, like one of the things that I'm most impressed with as it pertains to the app economy is just the growth in use cases of apps. Like mm -hmm. it seems like we are just on the horizon of all the really unbelievably cool stuff you can do with mobile apps. Um, even if you just think in terms of home automation, like home automation alone, the, the need to have apps on your cell phone in your house to control what goes on inside your house. Like, I mean, we're just even dipping our toes into that. And so uh, I, think it's, I think it's clickbait, right? Like, I think it's, um, it depends how you look at it, but in terms of time spent in apps, right? Like actual demand for using an app to accomplish something that you do every single day, it's, it's rising rapidly. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Just thinking that uh, um, I'm recently uh, had a little issue with my house cats, so I'm definitely, you know, all out to get the tracking software, the everything, you know, know where the cat is all the time. It's an app on my phone. So again, you know, just just beginning to really use apps as as more than what they were before. I mean, now it's become a part of our lives, and that's why the data from Apptopia is so interesting because you have a different take on what you're seeing. Um, in the app economy, just as background, what kind of data is this precisely? Because everyone has a little bit of data, but you have a different slice of it, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So at, at its core, Peggy, Aptopia estimates uh, downloads, revenue, and usage data for every mobile app in the world. Mm -hmm. we, we have about 250,000 apps that share their real data with us. And we use that data to essentially accurately extrapolate on how we see the rest of the market performing. And it's about um, the downloads. It's about the audience. So it's a bit more, uh, I'm not trying to compare and contrast with other companies out there. I mean, yeah, there are other companies out there. Um, but 
trying to get an idea. I think it's the audience uh, data that's going to be a differentiator here, or am I reading this wrong? No, you're not. You're not reading it wrong. And 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 I think what the real differentiator is is um, it, it's about having tools that allow you to get value from the data. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you're a data geek. I'm a data geek. If I gave you the data, you probably know what to do with it. But what about the product manager at the 25 person app company who has an app making a couple hundred thousand dollars a month? Like he or she might not know exactly how to get value out of the data. And what we've tried to do, how we've tried to differentiate ourselves is to build tools that actually um, more quickly allow you to get to that actionable insight. Um, and the area that we tend to focus on most is really as it pertains to user acquisition. Well, you know, I want to go there with you right now. I want to talk about the data. Uh, have to. It's my passion, right? So, you know, we're drowning in data. We've talked about a little bit about what's unique about your data. Now I want to know what can I gain by using it specifically. So why don't we walk through some realistic use, uh, use cases here, you know, looking at the data, watching my back, watching my competitors, and basically wanting to achieve my goals. How am I going to do that with Aptopia? Cool. So let's just focus on one user acquisition example, okay? Okay. So um, you have an app. Um, let's say that you have a, like a running app, like a health and fitness app, and you're looking to invest uh, an ad budget. Um, typically, when, when people are looking to spend ad dollars, when my team is looking to spend ad dollars, they say, hey, we're going to take a little bit of money, We're going to spend it here, there, and over here, and we're going to learn, and then we're going to spend more money. And what Aptopia allows you to do is it essentially allows you to analyze what your competitors have already done, the mistakes they've already made, the successes they've already had. And so what what, what you can learn is we can say, hey, you know, let's find out in what countries your competitors are already proving out the highest average revenue per user. In what countries are your competitors showing that they're getting high retention? Because let's spend our ad dollars there. Because if your competitors have already proven out that people are willing to pay $1.99 for a running subscription in the UK, then why are you going to waste your money testing that? Let's, let's learn from their successes and you know, increase our ROI by capitalizing on that. That's so smart because usually people are using the data to sort of like figure out what markets might be a match with my app. But I'm using your data, your particular view into this data to say, okay, let's see what's proven and let's get out there. So it's not about wasting time and testing, as you said. It's about understanding the market, seeing what's working, and then making certain that you're getting your part of it. Is that the best way to interpret this, Jonathan? Yeah, that's, that's, that's correct. And like, you know, you just have to understand where we're quite a bit into the app economy. And so, we're, you know, we're not at the point where you should be testing new things. You should be trying to learn and fail and succeed really, really fast. Because if you don't, by the time you've learned your lesson, someone else has already lapped you, right? It's about, it's about speed to ROI. Um, and you need data in order to do that. Well, this is great, and I have to stop right now for a break. But, Jonathan, when we get back, we'll talk more about your data, more about those use cases, and we'll also talk about some opportunities in app marketing that you might not have thought of before, but the data is telling us that that's the next big thing. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. 
Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, and our guest today, Jonathan Kay, co-founder of Apptopia. And Jonathan, right before the break, we were talking about some of the use cases for your data because, of course, it's a different view into the data. And as you said, it's basically uh, um, 200,000 plus apps you're getting real-time data from, correct? Correct. Yep. So you're getting loads of stuff, not just the usual downloads, but a lot more than that. So give me another use case. You know, what can I gain by using Aptopia? Yeah. So um, one of the newest things we've started to do is we've actually started to collect um, ad creatives, which advertisers are, are spending money to advertise. Mm-hmm. So um, that means that if you want to see how Yelp is acquiring users on mobile, you can actually type Yelp into Aptopia. And we'll show you not only what their ads are, like the actual creatives, but we'll show you on what ad networks they're running them and what the volume of impressions are. And so we were laughing because we were looking at Yelp and Yelp's advertised 18 different creatives over the last, I think, two months. But if you look at their creatives, there's two of them that make up about 75% of all of their ad impressions. And those aren't the videos where they're actually walking you through the Yelp app. They're the videos where there's like a stick figure doing something silly that's kind of comical. And so mm-hmm. it's super interesting because it might not be a quantitative insight, but it's a qualitative insight that says, hey, people in this space, right, they're actually engaging with a, like a less serious, like a slightly more comical uh, brand mm-hmm. message. And you can learn from that when you're doing your own advertising. Well, absolutely, because otherwise, I guess the way to do this would be, you know, just do the legwork yourself. You'd have to look at the app, but you'd have to look at it across all territories um, at different times because these are, you know, these are creatives they're testing. I mean, it would just be a lot to pull this together on your own, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's impossible because you can't force an, an, your, your phone to show you an app for a certain company, right? 
Right. Um, so it's almost inaccessible. Well, that's amazing. I mean, um, news to me, Jonathan. So how much uh, noise are you making about this? This is a very interesting aspect of your service and something that, you know, marketers, not just app marketers, would say, hey, this is great. Now I know what my competitors are doing in their ad creatives, and now I can figure out what I need to do in mine. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a game changer, and it all it all goes back to the fact that uh, mistakes are costly, <laughs> really, really costly, especially when it requires design time and ad dollars. Yeah. So uh, we're just trying to speed up speed up that time to ROI. So this is an interesting part because even if you if you're more into like the apps and the downloads, that's one side. But now you're saying, hey, you know, this is something for the marketing team. So it makes it like two teams that might be interested in Aptopia. Um, so how would someone basically get involved? What's what's it like? Do I do I sign up? What's the pricing structure? Tell me about that. Yep. So we have pretty modular pricing. So um, average customers paying us about thousand dollars a month today. Um, mm -hmm. That could scale down to as low as $50 or a couple hundred dollars for small developers. Um, larger, major game companies are paying us multiple thousands of dollars a month. Um, but we've built pretty flexible pricing that allows you to actually pick the tools and the data points that are interesting to you. So mm -hmm. you, can start, you can start more gradually if you'd like. I mean, talking about uh, um, tools and data points, um, some of the data that you've been looking into, I've been looking on your blog, is is really interesting. Outstanding amongst that is 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 another view into Pinterest. You know, one that we sort of I wouldn't say we wrote it off, but you know, people you ask app developers, what do you do? Oh, we have everything in Facebook, and we you know a little bit of AdWords, and now we're all a little excited about Snap. You know, we're still looking at Instagram. We sort of lost track of Pinterest, but that's not what happened in your research. Tell me a little bit about the opportunities you see in Pinterest. Yeah, it's a really interesting situation. So um, Pinterest actually approached us to kind of do a little bit of a partnership. We turned them down, but we were curious about the data. So we did our own research and we actually ended up going back to them because we were so blown away with what we found. Uh -huh. so essentially, what we found is that people who are actively using the Pinterest app are actively spending money in some of today's top grossing apps. So essentially what we're analyzing is people who have the Pinterest app on their phone and are using it, what are the other apps that they have on their phone and how frequently are they using those apps? And we found that over 75% of Pinterest users were actively using you know, some of the top grossing games today and, and non-games, um, which means that these are users who are not only spending money, but they're actually comfortable spending money through their mobile device, mm -hmm. um, which, is, which is one of the most highly sought out audiences today. So based on that, what, what, I mean, that's an observation, but could you just take me a little bit further? Because of course there is some actionable advice in there. I could voice it, but I'd rather hear it from you. Yeah. So, so, so essentially the, the, the advice is that if, if you today have a product or a service, that's a higher value product or service, like you probably shouldn't be going to some of these more generic mobile ad networks where you might be able to actually buy and install at a lower price. You need to be working with a very, very targeted network like Pinterest, which has much, much higher value users. You're going to pay more for the initial install, but you're going to get a user who's actually comfortable spending four or five, six dollars on a subscription on an in-app purchase, right? And so what I'm really trying to say is, is as you're looking to acquire users, you need to understand what types of users at what price points you're trying to acquire them. And make sure that you're using the right network, the right the, the right funnel 
to actually get those users, not just a lot of inexpensive users. And your own data in Aptopia, I'm just curious, where do you see yourself across the funnel? Because I started out thinking you were at one level, you know, sort of like high funnel. But the more I speak with you, Jonathan, I think you're, you're, you're covering several steps there, um, if not the complete funnel, because you're getting me down to the ad network even that my competitors use. So what exactly... How do you describe yourself and where do you sort of begin and end in an app lifecycle? Yeah, so I think what you've probably been hearing is that our sweet spot is helping people grow, helping people sustain growth, helping them acquire users, helping them get an ROI on, on, on money that they're investing. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the reality is, is that people who are getting the most value from data tools in general, not just Aptopia, is they're using it throughout the whole lifecycle, right? I, I, I always joke because I talk about Disney and Disney has about 600 apps in the store, and you and I are data geeks, and if we talked through it, we would probably could think of 40 of them, maybe 50 of them at most. Mm. And it's because publishers are building a lot of apps, they're making a lot of mistakes, and mid-sized publishers don't have the money to make the same mistakes that Disney makes. And so developers need to actually be using data to drive decisions around what apps they should be building, right? What game mechanics they should be building into the apps what monetization works for specific audiences. Um, and so maybe it's a long-winded way of saying, hey, like you, you really need to be using data throughout this entire life cycle. That makes sense because it's, it's almost like um, I just did a recent report on ASO, App Store Optimization, and the thing that came out of it is that, yes, you know, it is about optimizing the App Store presence, but you can use it even to figure out um, what kinds of apps you need to be creating, what kind of keywords you need to be working to, if you're that type of developer. Some people are just led by creativity and don't care about keywords, but it sounds to me the same thing here, is that you can be using this data to figure out um, you know, those areas, those blue oceans, those places of opportunity, rather than use data, what, what we've been doing recently, which is sort of after the fact, oh, I've got X number of downloads, or I've got X number of users. That's great, but that doesn't tell you anything about the prep and uh, the, 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 the failing fast and, and, and all the rest of it that goes into it. I mean, are you finding that that's more of your area now, sort of prepping people for the app economy? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both, right? It's like, imagine uh-huh. that you were opening up a restaurant and you didn't understand the foot traffic of the street that you were opening up a restaurant on, right? Like, how could, how could you do that? Like I don't, I don't, I don't buy the creative app angle anymore. To be honest with you, <laughs> I, I, I think there's just too much. There's too many smart people. You're not going to be the smartest. You have to be, you have to be the most clever, right? You have to understand where consumers are spending their time and money today, and you have to put your like your fishing rod in that pond, and that's and that and that's what data is helping you do. And that, of course, is what the data from Aptopia specifically is helping um, developers do. And after the break, listeners, don't go away because when we get back, we'll be talking about retention metrics and how you keep those app users coming back. So don't go away. We'll be right back after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, 
cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Cranberry Radio. And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ansaltz from Mobile Groove. And our guest today, Jonathan Kay, co-founder of Aptopia. And before the break, Jonathan, we were talking about, you know, all the use cases for data and, and some amazing uh, insights around Pinterest. And, of course, listeners in the show notes on the website will have the link to that amazing blog post that you can read up on yourself, infographic as well. But now, Jonathan, we'll switch gears. We'll talk about... You know, what I'm hearing a lot about and what it seems to be sort of what's going to mark the second half of the year in metrics, in data, you have to watch LTV. So we're thinking beyond the download. We're thinking about building a business. And in order to that, you have to know lifetime value of your customer. That allows you to plan, plan your marketing, plan your business and, and tell whether you're profitable or not. So it's clearly important. What about what Aptopia can show me? Because you can point to... Um, what I need to be watching and areas where I can find the answers. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, right? Because we have so many people who come to us and they say, "Hey, you know, my goal is to acquire twenty five thousand users," and and I, and I want to kind of look at them and say, "Is that your goal, is, or is your goal to acquire a thousand really really loyal users?" Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- this is this is really really important. And and how Aptopia is going to help is we're going to give you insight into thirty day retention for any app and broken down by country. So what you can do is you can look at an app like Netflix, the drop off happen in that, in that first 30 day life cycle. Does it happen you know, after the seven day trial is over? Does it happen on day, day two because maybe they downloaded it just for a quick hit of you know, this one show in, in their first day? Or does it happen two weeks in? Like wh- where is the drop off happening? Because if you start to understand where that's happening for certain apps, you can actually make product decisions that maybe um, give them something free right before that's about to happen or um, provide a recommendation at that point. So I think the first thing is just helping you understand where the curve really starts to 
to turn for the worst. And it's also going to be more important going forward, isn't it? Because we're looking at subscription apps as being like the next big, amazing business model. Um, I guess this is part of the data that you're going to have to be devouring daily to make the most of that model. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think it's going to be heavy subscription moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. Just because any revenue that someone can forget about is good revenue for a, cost, for a company, right? Um, other, other interesting things that we can do is um, you can actually break down retention per country. And I, I got to tell you, Peggy, I'm like constantly blown away at how different international audiences behave, not only in terms of their spending habits, but in terms of how they engage with certain apps. I mean, like you, you'd be shocked, like the U.S. is rarely the highest country as it pertains to 30 day retention for most apps. So where would you, if, if you had to look at your data and as a sort of like a wrap up question, because the data is telling you this, it's not just you watching the app economy, which you do do as an expert, but does it tell you sort of like anything about the low hanging fruit, the next big thing? What would you advise based on the data you're seeing, the trends you're seeing? Yeah. So, so what I would say is, is um, take any market that you're interested in. If you have an app, look at your competitors. Look at the apps who, who are in the category who you might not think are your direct competitors. If you're looking to build an app, look at the top apps in that category and start to look at where they're getting the highest average revenue per user, where they're having the highest seven-day and 30-day retention. Start to blend those metrics into an understanding of where these people who are winning today are actually winning, right? You, 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 you know that Candy Crush is making a lot of money. You know that they're making money in the United States. But there's more to that story. And I think the people who start to kind of look a little bit there are going to be the ones who have the opportunity to really capitalize. Well, this is great, Jonathan. Maybe I will have you uh, back in the future, um, having you maybe um, occasionally back to talk about um, you know, the app economy and what you're seeing and what you're um, experiencing there. Um, in the meantime, however, how do our listeners stay in touch with you? Uh, do they, is it, they can follow your blog, they can keep with, in touch with you, email, Twitter, social, what's the best way? Yep. So, um, we're, I mean, you can go to our website, aptopia.com. You can always subscribe to our blog or contact us via social. Me personally, I'm just J-O-N at aptopia.com. Um, happy to answer any questions or direct you to someone on my team or my network who can. Um, I, I meant what I said, like we're data geeks. We, we do this because we actually enjoy it. So, uh, you're always welcome to reach out however you can. Well, absolutely. And I'm going to keep this on some of my required reading because it's, uh, it's interesting just having that other different view into the data and, uh, a, a lot of cool stuff about the, uh, the creatives. I'm hoping that maybe you can come back and share with us some of the trends and creatives and things you're seeing and, uh, and have you back for that. Cause that's certainly insightful, but for the moment, my friends, this is a wrap. The show has come to an end. But, of course, if you want to keep up with me through the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy, at mobilegroove.com. Mobile Groove is also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Peggy Ann and check out my articles elsewhere on the web, Forbes, VentureBeat, Harvard Business Review. Until next time, you can check out this and all earlier episodes of our show by going to cranberry.fm and you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. And friends, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. 
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.